The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Abby Johnson is in the other room. Here. Next on Life Today, meet the real Sean Carney from the movie Unplanned. Any one of us would pay four or five hundred dollars to make our greatest worry go away. Something that was going to endanger our future, or embarrass us, or embarrass our parents. And that's the lie of abortion. That's why there's 3,000 a day. And yet, relief is nowhere to be found. This may be one of the most uh, important days. I don't know if I'll ever have a show more important. I'm James Robinson, Betty, and I welcome you to life today. And we are all about life. Uh, Betty, I honestly believe when we went to see the movie Unplanned, now you stay with me because you're going to meet the individual that I believe not only was used to change Abby Johnson, who wrote the book Unplanned, that created the movie Unplanned, but also what I believe is, is a move of the Spirit of God that can be the greatest illumination of truth, transforming truth, and the exposure of deception from the father of lies and the destruction it always leads us to. It tears us apart, it destroys life and meaning in life, and destroys relationships. And what unplanned, I believe, is to do is not just to stop the cycle of taking the lives of the unborn, the most innocent, helpless little beings, but to pour out the life of God all over this world. And we had Abby here right after she wrote the book seven years ago. And now then we have the person that perhaps was as important in seeing her life change as anything in, in her journey. And that is the young man and his wife who literally inspired the praying that brought about the transformation of Abby in an abortion clinic. We have Sean Carney here, and he has written a book, The Beginning of the End of Abortion. If you saw the movie, you saw in this young man's encounter, and we're gonna show it to you in a later program, but you saw Jesus clearly. I want you to welcome Sean Carney to life today. Please, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Your wife uh, played a bigger role in the movie than you did. <laughs> that kid, she does yes. that in real life. <laughs> Same with me. And you said they captured her spirit beautifully. They did. Uh, M.L. Roberts played Mary Lisa, my wife, and we had relatives and friends immediately texting us in the movie, just when they first <laughs> saw her. I was like, you quit texting us and watch the movie. And they said, they got her, that, that is Mary Lisa. And, and it is, everybody who knows her, and she is a wonderful woman. She stays at home with our seven children. She's wow. doing the, the real pro-life work. <laughs> and she's a beautiful soul, inside and out, and, and that, I was so proud uh, to see the movie from, from that standpoint because it, she, women do so much, mothers do so much behind the scenes that never 
makes it into a movie or makes it in the news cycle. And it, it was beautiful to see. It was a great witness. Well, whatever you have to do, if, if the movie's still in your area, or if you have to drive to get there, or if you get where you can get it pay-per-view or whatever, when they finally make it available to, to get in the public where you could take it and have it in your churches or your Bible study groups, I plead with you. I plead with you to watch every part of the movie and watch it prayerfully because what you're going to see is a move of God to overcome what has become the greatest, most horrific, indescribable killing field in history where doctors who are trained to save and protect life are paid to end the life of the most helpless, innocent being on the entire planet in the universe. And so if we move in the spirit of God and the spirit of love, which is all over Sean, and you'll see it in the movie. If we move in that spirit, we can illuminate the way out of darkness. So I'm, I'm praying to see, I want to show you a trailer from the movie, and then we're going to talk to Sean about what must happen if we're going to continue to see the positive progress even increase in its effect and see lives transformed, not like they're being overpowered by some great force of physical strength, but supernatural transforming power of love and truth. Watch this. Abby Johnson is in the other room. Here. Our first order of business is to present Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award. Abby Johnson. This is Abby. She's our newest volunteer escort. Abby, this is Cheryl Alessandro. I'd be the youngest director in Planned Parenthood history. You'll actually be in charge of the abortions at your clinic. I have a chance to make a real difference. No matter what you do for the rest of your life, you're still going to be a baby killer. The only thing that's changed is you, Abby. Can you even hear yourself talk right now about these procedures? These are little babies. I'm not going to apologize for doing a job that helps women in crisis. There's still a part of me that isn't sure. I know. But the one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? I saw it, and it was like it was twisting and fighting for its life. We commend the souls of these hundreds of children and Lord, we pray to end abortion. I really appreciate what you've done for us. I'll not forget it. 22,000 abortions. How do I even comprehend that? Rough day at the office. You can say that. You're making a mess. It's your dad and me. You are our baby from the moment of conception. We are paying you to be a perfect instrument of corporate policy. We are an abortion provider. I can't be part of this anymore. Everything that they told us is a lie. Don't underestimate the repercussions of this. You gotta be careful. Rhonda, please don't do this! Rhonda! Let me tell you what's gonna happen if you walk through that door. Congratulations. You make an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. Yeah, for, for well done. I just uh, keep stop being torn up. <clears throat> you'll, you'll see a little 
you'll, you'll see the image that Abby finally saw, that women just don't see the little life. And Sean, you, uh, you've been in this battle how long to try to save lives? How long have you been in this now, prayer? Eight, 18 years, 18 years. And it has been that, the, the power of prayer. You know, I got involved when I was in high school. I saw Carol Everett speak, who's been a guest to your show, and she ran five abortion facilities in Dallas-Fort Worth. Always had a pastor going out praying for her. She thought he was crazy. Eventually she talked to him and, and got out of that. And I heard her testimony when I was in high school. I also heard the testimony of women who have had an abortion. And I think that is, number one, it's very difficult for them to do. It takes a lot of humility. But their courage to do it certainly challenged me as a young man. We didn't have an abortion facility in my town. I had never met a woman who had ever had an abortion. It was just, I was pro-life, but that was it. And when I heard the impact that it had on women, women who were raped, women who uh, had every background you could imagine, had every excuse to have an abortion and how it devastated their life, it really challenged me as a young man. Like, what am I doing? I, we don't, we don't get to be inactive with this issue. It, it, it transcends that. And so my then girlfriend, now wife, Mary Lisa, when I went to A&M, she would go out and peacefully pray. And as, as you know, and now everybody knows, I married way up. And so, and at the time we were dating, they're like, he's with her. <laughs> you know, people that knew us. So. You know, when she said, I go out to Planned Parenthood and, and pray for an end to abortion, I didn't even know Planned Parenthood did abortions. I knew they were bad, but I didn't know that they did abortions. And so, you know, I would have gone anywhere. She could have said, we're going to go jump off a cliff. And I would have said, I'm, wherever you go, <laughs> I'm going. So, so I, I went, and I'll, I'll never forget. I was 19 years old, and I'll never forget the first woman that I saw that had just had an abortion. And... Our eyes kind of locked when she was leaving. Her boyfriend was trying to do the bravado thing, like it didn't bother him, and he's a tough guy. And she just had her head in her hands, and she was bawling. And the, words, the word that came to me was final. It, it's so final. You see that in the movie. We see it in all of our families who have been impacted by abortion. Like you said, there's nothing more unnatural in the world than for parents to pay a physician, a healer, to end the life of their unborn child in the most, frankly, barbaric fashion that you wouldn't wish on your greatest enemy. And that really hit me, that, that, that this was supposed to be relief. Any one of us would pay four or $500 to make our greatest worry go away, something that was gonna endanger our future or embarrass us or embarrass our parents, and that's the lie of abortion. That's why there's 3,000 a day. And yet relief is nowhere to be found in the parking lots of abortion facilities across this great country. And that hit me when the first time I went out and I was, I was hooked and Mary Lisa and I, you know, became sidewalk counselors. We would lovingly offer medical alternatives to women and, and we would talk to the Planned Parenthood volunteers. And the volunteers on abortion days had to park in a separate section, but not with the employees. <laughs> And they had to walk past us. So Mary Lisa noticed Abby and would walk her to and from her car. <laughs> Befriended her, whether she wanted it or not. <laughs> well, what you did in prayer, because there were some protests that were not what you would call really effective. Right, they were actually right. set us back. Sometimes 
Sometimes we religious people can not only become our own causes worst enemy. I think sometimes God's worst enemy in not letting him be seen as who he is. Well, you revealed him. You have a ministry. Give me the title of it. A 40 Days for Life. And that is a 40-day prayer vigil in front of, of abortion facilities. It's 40 days of prayer, 40 days of fasting, 40 days of scripture every day. And we did the first 40 Days for Life campaign outside of, of Abby's abortion facility. And then we, everybody started asking, you know, how did you do that? So we launched it nationally in 2007. And it's now been done 816 cities in, in 56 different countries around the world, praise God. And, you know, it started in, in Bryan College Station. And I think Abby was so unique because we've helped 186 abortion facility workers leave. Abby was the 26th, <laughs> but our, our office was located next door, right? Yeah. Where is it now? It's now the closed Planned Parenthood abortion facility where Abby worked, yeah. <laughs> That's the prayer center. The killing center became the prayer center for life all over the world. And Betty, what are your well, impressions? I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I guess one of the things that really breaks my heart is there's so many couples out there that would love to adopt yeah. these precious little ones. I know. We have an adopted son mm. and he's such a been such a gift to our lives. And there's so many people who just would love to have a child. I had a sister have a sister that never was able to bear a child. And there's just the inconvenience, don't you think, is what really they emphasize? It is. It is. And the the, the pro life movement, the the church is the one doing these adoptions. You may have been there, but at the at the National Prayer Breakfast in the early 90s when Mother Teresa spoke and she said, I don't, abort, right in, I right in front of her. don't abort the child, bring the child to me. I, I will love the and child. And she said it to a president who was an advocate of abortion. Right. And radically in favor of it, he and his wife. As Mother Teresa had the courage to do a Absolutely. couple of times. Absolutely. She's, <laughs> right. And we should all, the church, right. that way. By the way, get the book. I'm going to say this. We're trying to save hundreds of thousands of lives right now from starvation. There's a perfect cure for that too. And for all of you who are watching, you say, James, we're gonna save these children's lives. Uh, we're gonna give them, we're gonna, we're gonna not let them starve to death, we're gonna feed them. And you say, would you send me this to say thank you and to inspire your prayer life? Uh, you better believe it. You wanted to tell about, you're gonna tell several in our next program, we're gonna another program with you. But you were about, even before we started here, to tell a story of somebody who, you saw the miracle happen in their life related to abortion, a decision they made that was yeah, positive. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was, a, it was a mom in Orange, California. Her baby was diagnosed with a disability. The doctor wouldn't even tell her, and he just said, you need to abort. She was in an abusive marriage. Mm. She had every worldly reason to have an abortion. Very poor, had other children. Her husband wasn't working, was an alcoholic. Horrible situation. And now this baby had disabilities. So she said, no, I can't do that, I'm, I'm against abortion. Then another doctor not only referred her, picked up the phone and scheduled her a late-term abortion at one of the largest uh, Planned Parenthood abortion facilities in Southern California, and where we have many 40 Days for Life campaigns. So she went and she met our beautiful uh, leader there, who was just sweet and spoke Spanish to her, got her over to the fence, and she said, I don't wanna do this. and, and she said, we can tell, and you don't have to. And they went and they got a, a doctor to offer her free 
medical help who was specialized in, in uh, prenatal disabilities. She had the baby. The baby was born with no legs, a little baby girl, and she named her Mir Milagros, Miracle. And I called this, this is one of these beautiful behind the scenes stories. I called her and I said, I wanna put you, I wanna put Milagros in the book, but I'm gonna, I wanna change your name and I wanna change your location and, and protect your privacy. And this woman said, don't do that. Don't change her name, don't change my name because I want Milagros to grow up and see that the love her mother has for her is the same love that her father in heaven Yes. has for her mm. and wow. it's just a, and I got to hold Malagros eventually and met her and it's just you know one of my favorite wow. pictures because there's nothing like and you're one of them but there's nothing like holding a baby that was this close to this evil that we see so well portrayed and, and unplanned and, and it truly is a miracle and our Lord could have popped out of an acorn and saved us from our sins in a millisecond and he didn't you know, he chose the womb. He chose a, a, a family, a holy family. And now that is, that womb is, is statistically the most dangerous place in the world. Wow. Do you thank God for what he's doing with Sean and through his life? I, uh, I don't know that I have been more moved in my 75-year journey because of the hope that I believe I see on the horizon. And it's not the blessed hope of Christ's coming, but it's the hope of Christ in us, the hope of his glory revealed. It's, it's, it's the life of God in us. The love of God, you just heard it. We share it. Because a fatherless kid had a chance at life and I met the father. And our children may have appreciated us, but they fell in love with this father. And they're making an impact on you viewers who are in love with the father. So when we ask you to save the lives of little children who are hungry, I'm, I'm believing today for the greatest outpouring of love we've ever seen. Well, you'll say, James, we're gonna be sure every child is fit. Matter of fact, we're gonna help you find children you haven't even looked for yet because we're gonna show them love. And that's exactly what it takes to save lives and that's what it takes to stop abortion. I want you to watch very closely and prayerfully and then do what God tells you to do, to give life. On this trip, we've been to villages where we've seen children singing and dancing, we've heard life. And then we've seen why. Because they've been waiting in line to receive a bowl of food, mission feeding. We say it saves lives, but here's the reality of what it does. Because on the same trip, we've visited villages where mothers have told us of how they labor tirelessly to try and provide food for their children, but they can't provide enough where in one village, one mother says, I lost three children in the last year. Another says, I lost two. Another says, I lost five. We try and communicate to you what that means. We try and create an understanding and draw a picture for you. And now you see it. The child that is lifeless, desperate. Now you see what those mothers go through. Those, those are not just stories. That's not a mother just flippantly saying, well, 
I lost two children this last year, no. Mothers sitting in clinics like this, watching their children's lives stolen, literally stolen away from them. Why? Because, because they couldn't give them enough food. Something that you and I can change so easily, something that takes so little to change, and yet has such a massive impact. The Bible says to us that no man could give a greater gift than to give his life for another. I'm just asking you to save the life of this precious child. Please, give the gift of life. You know, I don't think I could bear to look. By the way, our grandson was, was there with the Isak, our oldest grandson, 28. We have six grandsons, but he has a, a little year-old baby girl. And uh, they, you see this pain. And, and when our grandson came home, he was just so broken about wanting to help everybody get well. Betty, we, we couldn't continue to see those situations if we didn't know we could change it. And I remember so well, by the way, Betty and I spent over 20 years, we've been working there for 30 years, but we were right there all over the country, right in the midst of the suffering. And in Angola, in one of those hard hit areas like that, you remember we tried to save a little baby's life and the baby, baby died and you tried to comfort the mother was weeping. And we appealed to you to put loving arms around those children and then, then listen to me now because the miracle of what you did, the viewers of life that they did right there in that clinic, right there in Angola, in saving ultimately millions of lives, but right there in that place, it looked just like what you saw. You saw one of the most famous pictures that has ever been taken in the history of the world. It was a picture of Princess Di, Lady Di, holding a beautiful little baby in front of that place where that baby died where all those children were dying, and we ask you to save them. And she's holding this beautiful, healthy little baby that was saved there. And she appealed to the whole world, please don't overlook the hungry and the suffering. And it moved people everywhere. But the thing I want you to understand is, you took that picture of horror and suffering and turned it into one of the most beautiful pictures that love has ever presented to the world. You remember it well. I do so very, very well. And as I watch these mothers, I know as a mother what it's like to lose a child, but I don't know what it's like to lose two, three, four, five. I can't even imagine. My heart doesn't even want to go there, but these mothers are experiencing it. Please, let's help these mothers take care of their babies. They need food. They need nourishment. Please, out of the depth of your heart, say, I want to help. You have so many times, and we thank you so much. Let's do it again. You know, I ask every one of you before we showed you that scene from Africa, pray for God's will to be done. I, I want to ask you, would you help us feed those children? We found 400,000 right now that we can organize into groups. Many of the places they've already got them coming, they've said food's going to be here. And we want to ask every one of you to help us feed the children for the next months. 30, 50, or $100, we can feed three, five, or 10 children. For $1,000, we can feed 100. Now, here's what I want to ask you to do. I want you to ask God to move everybody to do more than they might have imagined. If you can feed 10 children with a $100 gift, do it. If you can feed five, give 50. 
don't consider three too small. No, it's not. If you could give a thousand, the need is there. You've seen it right there. Like Betty said, we can't even imagine what those mothers are going through. But you can totally change everything. We have some gifts to encourage you in your spiritual walk. Now, you know will be a blessing because we always want to bless you. But you're giving the greatest blessing. You're giving life. And you're giving it because of the love of God. Would you dial that number right now? Take your bank card, use it like a check, or go online. Get your bank card, use it like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us you're putting in the mail. We need to know. We need to let the missionaries know. You can count on it. We want to count on you. Thank you for making the call. Thanks for the gift. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. Through Life's Mission Feeding Outreach, you can save lives by feeding and caring for children currently suffering from starvation in parts of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and mission feeding helping in areas of great famine, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children. With your gift, we'll send you the James Code by O.S. Hawkins, an outstanding devotional to help you go from knowing about God to living for God and putting your faith into action. You'll also enjoy this beautifully crafted leather bookmark. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Passion Translation Bible. This New Testament edition, including Psalms and Proverbs, ignites the passion of the Bible to modern readers by merging the passion of God's heart for His children with the life-changing truth of His Word. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, Betty and I want to express as sincere thanks as we can for you saving lives. Um, you've stopped a death cycle. I, I know, Betty, you, you noticed in there that, that they spelled life with these bowls. Mm -hmm. These are heat-resistant bowls that you, the viewer, said give them to the children and the missionaries. We don't want that, that hot soup burning their hands through an old tin can, an old rusty tin can, whatever they could get. And your love provided exactly what those letters said, life. Sean, you are saving life. Our viewers have been doing it. I think that you're going to want to say, would you please send me this book? Let me tell you something. My people here on my staff said when they started this book, they could not put it down. It absolutely transformed them. And one that said that had never even seen the movie, but couldn't put the book down. So I'm saying to you, get the movie. If you'd like to have the book, you help us save those lives and say, would you please send me the book? Because I'm going to be involved in prayer. Glad to send it to you. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to Sean. Would you? Mary Lisa, you tell her, we know where the power lies. <laughs> and listen, he'll be with us again. Don't miss the next show.
Tomorrow on Life Today, Sean Carney explains the gravity of the situation and how he now believes we are at the beginning of the end of abortion. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.